listening to Making Meaning Together. I'm Melanie Maxwell. And I'm Raina Young. We're talking about navigating our individual worlds together. We're so happy that you're joining us today. So I thought we'd talk about motivation today because I feel like my whole life motivation has been like this super tricky, confusing, difficult thing. Mm -hmm. Um, And you and I have started something fun and new to almost like not even motivate us, but to like um, keep, I don't know, like what do you think? I don't even know what to describe it. (laughs) I know the thing that's funny is I've been thinking about this too and like how to describe it, especially because, um, essentially we're like kind of being accountability buddies. Yeah. Like that's what I think most people would call it. But I think there's something about that that feels a little bit, um, self judgmental to myself, not, not necessarily to anyone else, <laughs> just about like, I need to be accountable or my self-worth isn't, you know that my self-worth is tied up in that. And I feel like what we're doing is so not that, um, it's so much more about almost more like support, like co-supporters or something. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. And so what we're doing, um, basically we are both really on the move in our projects that we have. Um, and up until then, I won't speak for you, but for me, mm-hmm. I was just sort of like going day by day. I don't even know. There's so much I want to do. So I'll just, I guess, put one thing on my list and like see if I can get myself to do it. And I would sometimes do it and sometimes not. And it felt like nothing even matters. Who even cares? Like, what mm-hmm. is this even a part of? Um, and so I was like, okay all right, I'm really ready to make a plan. And I haven't been ready to make a plan in months, like for anything past like the, that day. Um, and I want to talk about that too, because yeah, I was just going to say that part's so important too. Yeah. Sort of. Yeah. Cause we, we both are coming like fresh out of a coach training where we learned the cycle of change, like the change Mm -hmm. cycle. So I want to talk about that. Um, But anyway, I'm like, oh, uh, oh, I'm ready to plan. Like, I'm ready to do (laughs) things like part of a bigger project Mm -hmm. and not just sort of do it a day at a time or maybe even a week at a time. I did have like, I did host an event in February. No, not February. We're in February. (laughs) December. Yep, December. Thank you. In December. Um, But I was... I has still sort of had the same approach, which was like, whatever, I don't know. This sounds fun. And like, I think at the time that was good, but now I'm really like, okay, like I want to see the bigger picture. I want to work mm-hmm. on a whole project. I want to do more long-term stuff. So what, this was your idea and I'm glad you had it because it's <laughs> changing everything for me. Um, I think, cause I said something about like, not being able to get myself to do the things I want to do. (laughs) And, um, so we are messaging each other each morning, like our list of things we want to get done. Mm -hmm. And then at the end of the day, if we did them or not. Mm -hmm. And I was thinking about this and how, um, if this was, you know, there's like, um, accountability buddies in Mm -hmm. maybe a program you might do, Um, or like if you were doing a weight loss program, you'd be assigned accountability buddy or like, you know, if you were in a business program, it's like, let's get accountability buddies. Mm -hmm. I would hate that. Yep. (laughs) I would hate that. And I was thinking about this this morning, um, what the difference is for me. Mm -hmm. Um, and I have like a book recommendation for people, um, called the four tendencies by Gretchen Rubin. Mm. And this is one that our coach, Natalie Miller, um, told like a group of us about this was like years ago at this point, but I was like, yeah, please help me figure out why I can't get anything done. (laughs) So I read the book. Um, so my type, there's four types. My type is called the rebel, which is not 
surprising. I'm an Aquarius <laughs> moon. <laughs> so it makes a lot of sense. Um, which is the motto for that type is I can't wait. No, you can't tell me what to do and neither can I. And I was mm. like, fuck, that's, <laughs> that's me. And so part of the way that I find motivation and like that type finds mm-hmm. motivation is it has to be meaningful or like the actual act of doing it has to feel enjoyable in some way. Mm -hmm. And I realized like, oh, I like checking in with you and telling you what I'm working on because our friendship adds the meaningful, like enjoyable part to it. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. Because if I was just checking in with someone, it wouldn't, I, Mm. I would be like, I yeah, <laughs> totally. Or even checking in with ourselves. I think yeah, it can it can be this like sort of like wishy-washy space where for me anyways, like sometimes I'm motivating myself and other times I'm too like lost in the like fear space yeah. or like the none of this is going to work or like what does it matter, you know? Um, yeah. So yeah, that does feel really good. <laughs> yeah. And I'm... I'm wondering what type you would be because I was I thinking know. about this I know because I haven't read the book yet and yeah I know what are the do you know what the I'll tell you are? yeah okay. I'll tell you the other types and there's a free quiz so anyone listening can go on her web Gretchen I love, I love a free quiz. <laughs> <laughs> tell me who it. I am oh. yes. <laughs> help me somebody else it. yeah okay so there's the upholder type so basically it's like, where's your motivation source? This is what the four tendency types, mm-hmm. what it means. Right. Okay. Um, so the upholder type is motivated intrinsically. So within themselves and extrinsically, like they want to meet expectations of others mm-hmm. and they can motivate themselves to do that. Okay. And so they're like the rule followers, the like team leaders, those type mm-hmm. of people. Yeah. Um, one of my friends is like that. And like, I love her. She's like, the mom of the group, you know what I mean? Totally. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then there's the obligers, um, which I feel like this would be you now, but I'm curious, like the more de-training or like deconditioning <laughs> you do, yeah. um, if it would change, but like, um, it's hard to get yourself to do something. It's easier for someone to expect something from you and you'll do it. Like, mm-hmm. just tell me what to do and I'll do it. Like I want, like, I feel good just by doing what you want me to do. Like I get satisfaction from that. So that's an obliger. And I think women in general are trained to be obligers. Totally. Um, So it's maybe not necessarily their essential or like their, their nature to be that way, but exactly. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. And then the last one besides the rebel, which is like, you can't tell me what to do and neither can I. I love that so much. <laughs> Which, by the way, I feel like um, could be just like a natural personality type. Mm-hmm. And um, it's also very ADHD-esque, like mm-hmm. yeah. um, executive dysfunction, like not being able to get yourself to do things even though you want to. And ADHD brains, I I did a lot of like personal research on it because my therapist was like, it would be worth getting uh, tested if you wanted to, because you show a lot of signs. So it's like, I want to learn all the things (laughs) anyway. um, People with ADHD brains, the motivation source is not the same as people without ADHD. So Mm. they're motivated by emotions. Mm. Um, It can't just be like, I should do it. So I'll do it. Right. <laughs> Even yeah. if it's like, I want to do it because I'm supposed to do it, still can't, like, I just can't get myself to do it. It's yeah. like emotion motivated, which when you know that is very helpful because then totally. you can sort of work with that. Yeah. And in um, some ways, like, even as you're talking, that's actually such a skill to have, like, the more you tap into your own intuition and feeling yeah. in your body, like, to have that be your motivation versus, like, you know, the previous one where it's like, just, I'll just, I'm following. I, you tell yeah. me, which isn't a bad thing for sure, but I think it can sometimes you get a little lost in like, what do I actually want? Um, yeah. 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 Am I acting like an obliger or am I actually an obliger? Yeah, exactly. That sort of thing. Like, yes, exactly. do I feel like I should be behaving this way or is this just my personality type? Yeah. Um, totally. And the last one is the questioner. So, like, 
I'll do it, but like, tell me why I should do it. And like, mm. why is this for me? And they'll sort of, they're, they're intrinsically motivated, mm-hmm. not so much extrinsically motivated. So if someone tells them to do something, questioner, right. they'll just say, yeah. why, why? <laughs> and if it, if it makes sense to them, then they, they'll do it. Um, so th- those are the four types. And I feel like it was so helpful learning that. Um, because I could never f- figure out why I wouldn't do the things I said I would do or wanted mm-hmm. to do. Yeah. Um, like even if I want to do something, it's not enough mm-hmm. for me, Yeah, totally. <laughs> which is why I was like, I don't like, I need help. I don't know what to do <laughs> because I want to do these things and I'm not. Yeah. Um, exactly. yeah, yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. It's interesting. Sorry. I have a little bit of a cold, so I'm clearing my throat a lot, but, um, <laughs> So like, it's interesting hearing you talk about the different types and I definitely, I'm definitely in the, what's the, what was the second one? The one where if someone tells you to do it, it's like, just tell me Mm -hmm. what to do. Obliger. Yeah. 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 So I feel like for most of my life, I have been an obliger. Well, probably like the first part of my life. No. (laughs) Um, and then, um, this like, I feel like probably from like college on, I think I got like very, like, I think when I sort of stopped listening to my own intuition and started feeling like, I don't know who I am and I don't know if I should trust who I am. I don't know if I should trust my own desires. Um, and it's just been in like the last couple of years that I feel like I've been sort of transitioning into the first one where Like, if I have the combination of the thing about the obliger for me personally, and I don't, I like don't know so much about this sort of system, but like for me, when I think about that, it's usually very, like, I can't go very far in that um, Mm -hmm. energy. Um, I think for someone that maybe that was more like, uh, like connected to, um, like more natural like for exactly. them yeah more yeah. natural for them it may be like that would actually be incredibly motivating and supportive and to have like a, a team that you are working with and like you are motivated outside by that but for me it's like if I'm not if I don't if I'm not feeling um like the goal I'm moving towards is for me and like a bigger picture. Like I can only, like, I'm really good at following rules. I love following rules. <laughs> um, yeah. and I can't really, I like, once I follow the rule, it's like, I'm not then, you know, do, going very far, much farther. Um, like it feels almost like it has a ceiling to it for me. Um, where mm. I just kind of like bump up and, in the past couple of years, it's like the more I've connected to my own intuition and trusted that and like also trusted that like that was an important thing for me, um, which I think I'm learning more and more is deeply important. Um, and, um, like, especially with having a lot of Pisces and I have like several of my very motivational planets in Pisces. So it's like, um, yeah, like having Mars and Mercury, like, I, I really need to be in touch with myself, not just following. Um, if I'm just following, I mean, I, I'll go somewhere, but it's not necessarily where I want to be going or the path that is the most um, expansive or supportive for myself. Um, so, yeah, I'm like kind of in between those two. I think when I get scared, I fall more mm. into... Um, yeah. And actually that, 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 that's what I'm saying that I'm like, that feels very real because even like right before, like starting, like really starting my business, um, as a coach and like registering my business, I totally was in this feeling of like, I need someone else to tell me what to do. Yeah, just I tell don't me know how to, to do, do this. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was like anyone. And I literally was asking just anyone I knew, <laughs> just yeah. like, do you know anyone who I can hire to help me with this thing? And then I had to just like take a deep breath and realize that actually I don't need anyone outside myself for this. Um, and it's okay to ask for support, but also I need to like, before I ask for any support, I need to trust myself more. Mm, Um, Yeah. I feel like that's important. That's an important point. Like what's my intention in looking outside of me? Um, and for example, this accountability thing we're doing with each other, which that doesn't, I like to call it, I wrote down, it's 
my dedication practice. It's like yeah. dedication to the things I want to do. I love that. Um, what was it? I was about to say something. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the word accountability, like, <laughs> yes, <laughs> it's like, no, that's not it. Um, uh, shoot. Oh, about, I was thinking about, um, past attempts at accountability yeah. and how, um, basically the concept from, so from like weight loss advice, for example, mm-hmm. the concept of it is tell people so that yeah. you won't give up because you'll be too ashamed and embarrassed. <laughs> and so like the motivation to like tell others is not mm-hmm. because you're excited, not because you want to share about it. Yeah, It's like, I'm going to tell other people so that I'll be so ashamed if mm-hmm. I quit. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Which is just like, wow, to be, to, to have that as the intention behind being motivated and sharing is really hard and painful. It just perpetuates, um, what's probably already there. I mean, I think often like for me, for sure, like the part, like I've, I just for a long time felt like there was something wrong with me. Like, why can't yeah. you just stick to a goal for God's sake? Yeah. You know, it's just like, yeah. what is wrong with you? And it was so, it was so many things, but like partially because I wasn't actually taking care of myself. Mm-hmm. And like, when you talk about, um, you know, taking that time to, before actually getting to this place where you were ready to, I was just thinking yeah, the same thing, right? Yeah. It's like yeah. in the change cycle, like we, you, you have to be in square one before you move into these other, the other sort of change cycle spaces. Um, do you want to share more about that? Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, I was just thinking the same thing because I think what happens when we start and stop a lot of things, and this this could be different for other people, but for me, it's because I was trying to expedite through squares mm-hmm. one and two, and I'll explain in a second, but it's because I was like always trying to push to the action part and not sit with the other like mm-hmm. parts of it. So I would be yeah. jumping right into something that I like, Oh, I actually don't want to do this or this isn't really right for me. Or like, I want to do something else. And so I would also shame myself. Like you said, why can't I just finish something? Yeah. This, and this thing, learning the change cycle in our training program, I was like, Oh my God, this is worth its weight in gold for me because (laughs) (laughs) I've been blaming myself for a like, why can't I just follow through? Jesus Christ. Like, it's so (laughs) frustrating. My whole life, it's like, oh, she's on another project. What is it this time? Sewing curtains? Sourdough? Sourdough, I'm I'm sticking to. Um, (laughs) But just like random things or new business ideas. So, okay. So the change cycle, as Martha Beck, our teacher, teaches it is in four stages and it's sort of modeled after a butterfly. Um, so like when the caterpillar goes into the cocoon, this is, uh, like stage one square one where basically like science has shown that the caterpillar just dissolves completely. Like it melts down into goo to be reformed. Um, so uh, square one is the like meltdown phase where you just feel like, who am I? What is even going on? Like it might be grief or it might be just a big change, but some part of your identity is different. And let me tell you like 2022, my whole (laughs) identity was like ripped away from me and it like restructured. Um, so I really spent time there and then square two, um, you know, you're ready to move on when the, it start, stops feeling so heavy and it starts feeling like lighter, hopefulness, creativity comes back for me. I'm like, yeah. Ooh, like what is possible now? Yeah. And um, one thing I, real quick to just, yeah. I just want to add to square one. Cause I think like, it doesn't even have to necessarily be that like s- huge things are happening. Um, like it can almost just be very internal and the way mm-hmm. that I like, really like it's like when you're when you're feeling like a nap it would be more important than doing a thing or like resting um it's like and it and it's why I think like getting really in touch with like connecting to our bodies and connecting 
to just like our feeling state is so like yeah. it's so deeply you might important. just be exhausted and not know why <laughs> exactly yeah. yeah and 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 I think one of the things that gets to be such a struggle in that space is that you know we live in a world in a society where continuing to move in productive ways is the most yeah. is seen as the most important thing and yet like as with this like totally but crazy thing with the caterpillar like we actually need to give ourselves time to dissolve to let go of who we were yeah. to let go of the way we saw our universe and our world and our reality um whether or not that's like a huge gigantic shift that's life altering or like something that's a little bit more internal and like you can have this happening in one part of your life while other parts are still moving along and you're making decisions. But yeah, I think it's, um, I think we go through the stages in different areas more frequently than we think. Um, so anyways, keep going. (laughs) I just wanted to add that. No. Yeah. Um, and then, so square two is about, it's like the dreaming and scheming, um, Mm. stage of change, which I love if I could (laughs) too. (laughs) <laughs> if I could live in square two, I like that is, and I think we all have our natural sort of like, mm-hmm. um, place in change where we like to be. It's for me, it's comfortable. It's comfortable to like not be feeling so distressed or exhausted. Like I was in square one, but I'm not doing anything yet. So I can just like think about doing things. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's very fun. Yeah. Creativity <laughs> co- like comes in what is possible? Ooh, I can imagine doing all these things. And like staying here is also tricky for me because there's different points, like turning points that might happen for me. So I might feel like I should immediately act on my ideas and dreams. Mm -hmm. And then it just feels really hard. Like I can't gain any traction or I might refuse to (laughs) take any action and stay in the like dreaming phase longer than I need to because it feels more comfortable to just be internal instead of like putting myself out there and trying things. Mm -hmm. Um, so that's what I was thinking about too, how, um, we, we both knew we were ready for that taking action phase, which is square three, like just Mm -hmm. trying things, seeing what happens adjusting, trying more things. Um, like I, I was thinking about this because it's like, it's not like, um, I know it's time to act when I want to do a thing and then I like immediately squash it. Like, Mm. nope, uh, no, that's too much. Oh no, I'm too tired. I don't feel like it. And like squashing it Mm -hmm. versus the opposite other way around. I know I'm not ready for taking action when it's like, I'm so tired. I just like, I don't really know what I'm doing, but I should be doing something. Mm. It's almost like noticing which order it's happening in is my like first instinct to do something or to not do something. Mm. And like, what's my response to it and just paying attention to that. Yeah. Oh, I love that so much. That's so that's yeah, that feels really right for me too. And I think that it does feel like there was this period of time. I think one of the things that's like also like I love square two also because (laughs) there's so much possibility. It's like you can dream up anything, but you don't have to actually do anything. I know. (laughs) And I have a lot of fear of like failing. So I'm like, Oh, this is perfect. I can just have all the ideas, think of all the things. Um, and I don't have to like risk failing. Um, but yeah, it's like what, like when you're in that, like it, it's so helpful to just give yourself space to dream up the biggest, most beautiful, amazing thing. And then like there does come that point where you've, you've tried different, you've maybe like thought of different things. And I think one of the things too, that Martha talks about is that in that square two space, like you might have like so many different ideas that like don't that you like the next day are like actually no I don't really want to do that yeah. <laughs> and so like giving yourself yeah. space and time to like be in that space yeah of like is it dreaming? sticking around exactly that's yeah. huge yeah and I feel exactly. like that's part of what I used to not wait for and right. like immediately jump into action and then realize it wasn't really yeah. for me yeah. um like that's also, we sort of talked about this 
last week in our navigating change episode, mm-hmm. episode five, about the process of like having an idea and like excitement around something. And then the next day being like, I am useless and stupid and I can't do it. (laughs) And just, it's just the roller coaster of being a human being trying to do something Mm new. Um, and just noticing, is it sticking around? Like, Mm -hmm. is my idea staying with me? Mm -hmm. And then I know, okay, like, this is really something I want to do and I'm yeah. going to, I'm going to try it because yeah, before I would just, I have an idea. I got to do it now because right. I want to get out of this like situation. Like I want to change my whole life for immediately. Yeah. yeah, exactly. And I mean, I think again and again, it's like noticing the places and spaces and scenarios where we're using the, I have to, or I should. Yeah. Um, like, I feel like we talk about that a lot, but it's just, it is so, it's like such a, potent thing to notice because like if you're in square one and you're feeling like I have to be motivated and do something it's like but do you and maybe maybe actually like what you need is to rest and cocoon and just be in it um, which is hard um and then in square two it's like I have to oh my god I had an idea okay I have to make it happen I have to do all the things I have to plan it out I have to make it work (laughs) Yeah. yeah um and it's like well are you like, maybe just give yourself a minute. <laughs> like, I think that urgency feeling for me is yeah. also like a, a really helpful space to like notice. And then I usually am like, okay, if I'm feeling so urgent that it doesn't feel fun and it feels like I uh, have to, then, um, do I need time or do I need coaching or do I need a little meditation or do I need to walk outside just like to see that I actually exist in a world and not just in my idea? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I like this because I think old me would have been like, uh, we don't have time for this. We do not have time for this. Yes. Like, uh, urgency. Yeah. Like I got I like, I have it to, is I have urgent. to exactly. yeah, it is so, urgent. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so it is really hard to like be in the just letting it all go phase of whatever thing you're just coming out of and spend time with dreaming up a new thing. Um, because yeah, like we are conditioned to think everything's urgent and we have Mm -hmm. to act immediately. Um, and even, so this is sort of talking in a slight tangent, but I feel like it's really useful because, um, I talk to a lot of business owners, um, when I coach and there is, I'm like, I, a question I like to ask them is how do you feel when you're planning your goals? Mm. And they're like, Oh, I'm excited. I'm like, tell me more. (laughs) Tell me more. That's almost like it can sometimes be like a little red flag because I'm like, what does that excitement feel like in, in your body? And they're like, like, can you feel your feet? Like, can you feel your hands? They're like, no, like I just, it's buzzing energy. And it's like, Mm. like, do you feel frantic? They're like, yeah, I feel frantic. Mm. And so we make really garbage plans when we're like that (laughs) (laughs) because that frantic, buzzy, can't feel my feet, swirling head. We can sometimes label it excitement, but what's actually Mm. happening if those are like the signals you're noticing is that our nervous system is dysregulated and we're in fight or flight mode. Mm -hmm. And it just seems like a really crazy wild planning session. That's going to be so amazing. But (laughs) if we're having those signals, like can't feel my body swirling head, beating heart, like frantic. Um, that means that our prefrontal cortex, which is good at logical planning, um, delayed gratification, appropriate risk taking, like mm-hmm. logical thinking, all of the things you want for planning <laughs> your next dream. It's not online. Mm-hmm. It's not there helping you make this plan. Um, and so I think like we think that urgently, excitedly making a new plan and then going and doing it is the most efficient thing. Mm-hmm. But what I want to like suggest from my own experience is that it's not more efficient than slowly taking it step by step 
and checking in to make sure you're not in fight or flight mode and taking any space or time or self-care you need to get your nervous system calm, connected, and not creating a plan from a place of urgency, scarcity, fear, anxiety, because that plan doesn't have the best you creating it. It doesn't have all of your brain present Mm -hmm. there. Um, So you might find yourself like trying to act on this plan and it's all not going well and what's going on and like, it's more efficient to slow down, which sounds the opposite, but it really yeah. is true. It's more efficient to spend time in square one, that first phase of like, what are all the like beliefs about myself I'm ready to let go of? Like, who am I becoming? Spending time sort of like letting go of an old identity, which can feel really painful mm-hmm. before like spending time dreaming, like, coming up with ideas, taking your time to see if they stick around, like taking your time to take care of yourself. Like that really is more efficient because you're creating a better plan to take Mm -hmm. action on. Yeah. Yeah. It makes me think too of like how, um, like it's more, um, it's also like more sustainable because if you think about like that, I think like it's not, and it's also not to say that like we're not going to feel excited about what we're doing or feel that sort of heightened aliveness. It's like a different um, yeah. physical feeling. Yeah, exactly. And I think yeah. that when, when we, yeah, when we're like really going and like, and not that we're not going to have that too. Like, I think that whenever we're doing these things, like we are, our nervous system is going to get activated. And, um, and I think like, yeah, like you're saying, like noticing when that happens and then like, what can I do to like bring myself back into my body? Um, and like yeah. having practices for that, because when, like one of the things that I feel like <laughs> I, in the past, when I would think about starting my own business, I was like, Oh my God, you're going to have to be on all the time. You're going to have to be stressed out. You're like, not, yeah. I didn't, you know, like it just, there was this whole idea of like, you have to be constantly moving forward and like this really pushing it. Yeah. There's yeah. like this idea of like it needing to be this really big, um, output of energy all the time. And yes, there are like outputs of energy and it is like a very energetically, um, like, uh, like space where you're like really being in the world in a, in a big yeah. way. Um, and like, I think that there, anyone that wants to do that long term, like uh, for me, I know that I don't want to live a life where I'm constantly feeling activated. Um, Hmm. that, that doesn't feel like, because when I'm like that, the next day I need like four or five or maybe even a week of rest. Like, cause I literally like, yeah. and that might not be for everyone. I think other people have more <laughs> tolerance maybe for yeah, that sort I of activity. burned out. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. That's like that burnout cycle. And I think the more we can, yeah, like sort of find that ways to self-regulate, not that we won't have those moments where right. we're in that sort of peak of like, like, you know, it, what feels like excited, but is actually maybe a little bit more like, like afraid and nervous system activation, like the more we can notice that and then bring, like literally find our feet again, you know, bring ourselves back into our body. I literally tell my, ask my clients, like, can you feel your feet? They're like, no. I'm like, all right, can you just like put your attention on there and like rock them back and forth? And Mm -hmm. that can really help. Like during a planning session, Mm -hmm. just noticing, can I feel my feet? And like rocking, I like to rock them back and forth, like a bit of motion and like changing of the pressure helps you sort of like notice your feet. (laughs) Yeah. I like, I like that you brought that up because I think excitement isn't always, um, nervous system dysregulation and like, tell me for you, like, what does that feel like? How do you know you're excited, but you're not like triggered? What's the, what's the difference? Ooh, that's interesting. (laughs) Um, I think in some ways I'm still learning that about myself (laughs) or like, you know, being, getting better and better at like noticing the difference. Um, but I think for me, um, well, partially I love like the checking in with the body. Cause yeah, like I very much resonate like, I can usually feel my body from like my shoulders up, which is obviously sort of funny too, because like, that's where I hold a lot of stress. So it's like, I'm like (laughs) tightened up. Um, yeah. yeah, tense. But I think, the f- the feeling like 
the the opposite feeling, the excitement feeling is like I feel very connected to my body and my my chest and my heart feel very open. Like it, mm-hmm. it is a very physical feeling for me. Um, I don't know. Not everybody is can connect so much with their bodies or that's not like that's more something that people might need to practice. But for me, it's like it's a completely yeah, it's a completely different feeling in the sense of like I feel connected to the world. Yeah. Um, and to my dreams, I feel like they're possible and they're happening whether or not I'm push like whether or not I, I do this plan that I'm urgently, you know, um, <laughs> I feel more of a sense of like trust. Yeah. And then when I'm in more of the dysregulated and like, you know, heightened nervous system space, it's like, I forget that I have any support. I forget that I'm mm-hmm. connected to anyone else. It feels very much like I have to make this happen. It's all on me. Um, and, um, yeah. And, and then there's like sort of this sort of, yeah, just like closed in and tightened up feeling. Yeah. Yeah. And those are all like signs of a dysregulated nervous system, like Mm -hmm. tunnel vision, Mm -hmm. feeling disconnected. Yeah. It's all on me. I have to fix things. Mm -hmm. Like those are signals. So sometimes you might notice your thoughts. So I'll notice I have to do this because it's going to change everything or like, yeah. um, it's all on me. Like no one else helps me. I have to do it. Or yeah. like, I'm going to prove, I'm going to prove to yeah. so-and-so that I can do it. You know? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Those are all signs yeah. that like I can, so it's in my thinking, I can notice what I'm thinking. Mm-hmm. Um, and also physically for sure. Like, I feel like I'm swirling in my head if I'm dysregulated. Mm-hmm. Um, but if it's excitement from like that rooted, grounded, just like internal place, yeah. I was thinking about like, it almost feels like dancing where like mm-hmm. you're very in your body, but I feel very in flow. Like there's just this creative energy like in the air and yeah. it feels good and comfortable to be in. I'm just sort of, I'll like sway my body and just yeah. think about things and like, Ooh, that could be fun. I love it that. feels very different yeah. than like, Oh, I, I, give me the sticky notes. I got to do the blah, blah, blah. <laughs> yeah. I love yeah. that so much, that image of dancing. Cause even as you're saying that, I'm like, Oh yeah, that's usually when I like, I put on some good music and it's like, yep. I'm like planning from a place of like, Oh my gosh, like what's going to happen. And, um, and this could happen. And it's like, yeah, I think also like what you were talking about with the pressure that we put on ourselves, like when we're yes. in the, the sort of like heightened nervous system feeling and it's not, it's like, it kind of feels like excitement cause you're motivated to do something, but you're motivated from a place of like, Oh my God, I have to make this work. Um, yeah. And yeah, it's like, it's like every, every decision feels like it's the decision. It's the most like, Oh yeah. my God, I have to make the right decision. And it's like, yeah, I think the the other side of it is when you trust that there is no right decision and, you know, you, you feel more like spaciousness in the plan that it's, it's that, that there's not one path that we're finding our way step by step. And yeah. Yeah. And that's another thing with nervous system dysregulation. Like, I like that you're naming it from your own experience because it's also like true scientifically Mm -hmm. where every decision feels critical. Mm -hmm. And part of the issue is if your nervous system is dysregulated and you're not using your prefrontal cortex that has all the good like decision-making skills, it is really critical, Mm -hmm. you know, because like each decision you make can make a massive difference because you're acting from a place of like scarcity or anxiety or like pressure. Mm -hmm. So the decisions you make are more impactful and like, it's just harder to make them. So Mm -hmm. yeah, it just really decision-making from that place. A feels terrifying and B is not very like, (laughs) it's not very useful. (laughs) Um, I'm curious and maybe I'm asking myself this, but like, Mm -hmm. is there any part of you that's scared you're going to lose motivation? Yes. (laughs) 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 Yes, actually. Um, yeah. You mean in terms of like the, the, 
Well, okay, yeah, I guess tell ask tell me more about what what that question like in terms of the nervous system regulation piece or in terms of moving into square 3. No, like yeah, so working on this goal you're working on. Yeah. And mm. we're in the motivation right now. We're like texting each other what we're working on, what we're doing, we're getting it done. Like yeah. is there any part of you that's worried that you're going to lose that? Yeah, I think the part of me that feels like I'm worried I'm going to lose it because yes, there's a (laughs) do answer that. Yes. I'm afraid. (laughs) Um, but I think it's really from this place of like having this perspective or having this sort of, um, what even is, it's not a perspective. It's like a, a prejudgment of like, in order for this to work, I have to be Mm. consistently on or motivated if that makes sense. Um, and I think one of the things that I'm more and more aware of is that I am, I am some, I mean, I'm, I'm a very driven and consistent person in a lot of ways. And if I'm doing the exact same thing every day without checking in, I will drive myself crazy and like burn out because I also am somebody who really needs to rest sometimes. And sometimes mm-hmm. that's for like a few days of like just not doing the the big work big steps in whatever the project is um so yeah I think I think I often get nervous that um if I I think it's more from a place of like if I'm not a hundred percent consistent then I'm gonna just fall off the wagon and then it's all gonna be for naught and yeah (laughs) yeah no totally and that's why I wanted to ask it because I I feel it's the same for me and I feel like we have been practicing being okay with changes in mm-hmm. our motivation, changes in our energy, changes yeah. in our priorities, even mm-hmm. like in January, things happened in our personal lives that took away from working on our businesses. It's like, yeah, yeah, that happens. Yep. So I like that you're the way you're talking about it. I like, I'm worried I'll lose motivation if I'm believing that in order to create this thing I want to create, that I have to be motivated every single day the same exact way. Yeah. But if I'm trusting <laughs> that it's okay for that to ebb and flow and change and move, mm-hmm. then I'm not worried. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And I feel oh the same. God, I resonate with that. Yeah. I resonate with that a lot because it's funny in the past, I don't think I would have had the the other side of it. I don't, I just, I don't think I had the awareness that I, (laughs) even though it was like right in front of my face that I'm like a person that ebbs and flows and I'm a cyclical being and I'm, you know, I am not a A robot. I'm a human. (laughs) I am, I am made of nature for goodness sakes. Um, and, and yeah, so I think I was, I, I rarely started things that I had an idea for because I was very tied to the fear of not following through. Um, yeah. And I proved it to myself over and over again. Um, yeah. And then I beat myself up when I proved it. Right. And so it was like, there's a lot of shame there. Um, but yeah, like, I think the thing that feels so deeply different is one to be doing it with like a best friend you who I feel so supported in like like you were saying the this sort of um dedication practice which I love that term for it that's definitely what we're gonna call it (laughs) um like this dedication practice and doing it together like is like I know that I'm not doing it from shame I'm doing it from I believe in these dreams and I'm giving them uh I'm, I'm honoring them as important. I'm honoring them as worthy of being shared with my best friend and worthy of being held accountable. Not from like a, if you don't do this, you're bad, but from like a, this is a really great, amazing thing I want to do. Let's, I'm going to do it. (laughs) Um, and, and in that space too, like, um, there's this feeling of like, I have just so much more trust in the fact that like, Yes, some days, I mean, I think we've talked about this too. Like some days I wake up and I'm like, oh my God, I don't know if any of this is going to work. And I feel very nervous and scared. Of course, like we're moving into territory that we haven't been in. And that's what it feels, that that happens. Fear is a part of it. And anytime we think we need to eradicate the fear and have complete self-confidence before we follow a dream is like, 
that's that that's, that's what, what makes me, us exactly yeah. that's what but. held me back for so long and so I think like getting to a place where now I'm able to hold the awareness of like oh on that day I don't need to do actionable items I need to tend to my nervous system I need to like take myself on a walk and like pamper myself and just self-care and um and then I have but but I think the thing that feels so different is that I have such a more trust in the fact that I will then come back to it um and because I didn't check everything off my list on that day or maybe I completely readjusted my list to or my goals to be like rest is top of the goal um I trust more now that the dreams that I'm moving towards are not, they're not motivated by an outside view of myself that's coming from the world or like that I picked up from other elsewhere. Like I have given myself the time to be in square one and grieve and let go of who I was. Um, I think I'm still, that's, I'm always going back and forth. I think that's one of Doing a little dance. Right. A little dance between. Yeah. Um, and I've given myself time in square two where I've dreamed and schemed and then readjusted and sat with it for a while and felt how it would feel. And the things that I'm now very gently moving into square three with, which honestly I think is the biggest, like the most fearful space for me, like in the actual, like putting it into action, putting it into practice, actually creating it, stepping out into the world. Yes. (laughs) Like talking about it. Like, I mean, it's, um, it's a whole nother, like, it's a whole nother thing. Cause it's like, it is that honoring that this is something that I want to do. And I'm going to tell you about it because it's just that good. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I like what you're pointing out because I think what has sort of set us up for failure in the past is believing that I will make this, I, a, I have to make this thing happen and B the way to make it happen is to like go hard at the goal Mm -hmm. and be rigid and not change my mind, not change what I'm doing and just do the things on the list. Mm -hmm. And what happens is we might be, going towards something that is not for us anymore, but we're, mm-hmm. it takes us longer to realize that because we're pushing, pushing, pushing. Yeah. And also like, we just get exhausted mm-hmm. from doing that. So we might either, it might be for us, but we quit because the way right. we're taking action towards it is so rigid. Yeah. But I think like what's different is that if you allow yourself to change your mind, and this is something we talked about before, but like, just allowing myself to change my mind and to be different at any one part in the journey, like that alone helps me keep going. Mm -hmm. And that also means that if something's not for me, I've already like efficiently discarded it. You know, I'm not pushing, pushing, pushing until 30 days, 60 days down the road where I'm like, Oh shit, this is not for me. I got to pivot hard. (laughs) It's just like always a process of discarding what's not for me. So like, like you said, I know this goal I'm working towards is for me Mm -hmm. because I don't do things anymore just because I said I would. Yeah. Like I, if it's needs to be slightly different, I'll change it immediately and not be worried that that means anything about me. So I feel like our goals are very like specific to what our hearts and souls really, really want Yeah, because we let ourselves change and be different Mm -hmm. and work towards it in a different way or change it slightly all the time. Like all it makes me think ongoing. Yeah. And it makes me think of just the idea of co-creating versus like that other sort of way of doing it that we talked about where you're like, it's all on me and I have to do it. Like it's, and the, um, I think this is something we learned in our training is like that I exist in perpetual or that's my favorite thing. Yeah. Right. Say that one. I can't Um, remember the exact wording. Existing in perpetual creative response. Yes. And everything is, is, everything is always changing. And so am I, you know, it's like all those little things. It's like, we aren't the same person we just were. I mean, I just read something the other day that was like, 
you have never been the person you are in this moment. And I was like, oh, I love that. Like, I think for a long time I held myself to a standard that I didn't even know or didn't even know where it came from or why. And then I also held myself to like what I said I would do. Like, I mean, oh my God, like, (laughs) which, um, like a week ago or something, even if I literally don't even want to do that thing anymore. Um, and yeah, it's like really, (laughs) it's such a powerful practice, like of whatever it is you're moving towards, whatever it is you want, maybe you don't know what you want, but like for starting from the place of like, where am I? How am I feeling? Um, what do I need right now? Like that can be like such a beautiful practice, like for lit to carry into all areas of our lives. Right. And it's not necessarily easy. Like, even as I say that, like, what do I want right now? I remember when I first started kind of doing any kind of work on myself, um, or sort of self-discovery or healing or whatever, probably before I was even in therapy. And I, I, that, that question was horrible. I did not know how to answer that question. It was like, what do I want? How do I feel? I I don't know. I don't know. I can't. And like intuition, I don't know. What even is that? You know? And yeah. So I think it's not to say that any of it is like, there's something wrong if you can't, figure that out or like tap into that or connect with that part of yourself. Um, Your whole life, everyone has been telling you not to. So it makes sense. Exactly. (laughs) Yeah. 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 I feel like this episode for like the astrology weirdos like us could alternately be titled like all the shit we learned during our Saturn return. (laughs) Yes. Honestly, (laughs) just about motivation and everything. (laughs) Yeah, no, that is so, oh, that's so apt. Yes. And we are both like, we both have our Saturn in Aquarius. So we're like, on the tail end. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, All the stuff we learned about (laughs) being what responsible and like accountable or dedicated, like what that means to us and like what that really looks like instead of what we were told when we were kids maybe and sort Mm -hmm. of redefining it. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Mm. (laughs) I think we'll leave it there. Yeah. That sounds good. good. (laughs) Thank you so much for joining us in this conversation on making meaning together. For the full listener experience, subscribe to our Substack at makingmeaningtogether.substack.com. The link is also in the show notes. We hope you'll join us again soon.